But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. You know the song, uh, Frank, you're the DJ. Mm, I... Well, it sounds familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. David, you know this song? Nope. No. Ringing a bell. It's not ringing it. Hold on. I'm putting this up again. That's a deal with a bar mitzvah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A very famous rapper. A famous rapper. This is the beat to one of his songs from 2014. Ooh. I'm still, uh, still not getting it. David? Well, now I'll have to turn to TKR later to figure out the answer. Uh, he's light skin. This was off his Thank Me Later album. Oh, the wannabe fake owner of the NBA, Toronto Raptors? Yeah. <laughs> okay, David, that, that was really Drake, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, effing right. <laughs> he said the fake owner of. The Raptors. I, is, I thought I he thought, was an ambassador. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought. Uh, the, didn't we once say that Toronto was Lebronto? That was what <laughs> uh, Sam a, Jones said. Or okay, I, but I, you're I, right. He owns Toronto, so they call it Lebronto. Yep. David. Yeah, but I mean, th- I mean, Drake also was the one that posted the you know the whole Jordan photo and got himself a ring after they won the, the finals. So That's I just true. assumed that he was. On the ownership team, not just, you know, a brand ambassador. David is the man of God of Harris, but since it's not Sunday, he likes to hate on Saturdays, as he calls right the fake owner. Oh, brother. That, that's that's a good one. But we're going to go into David's specialty, and you guys know what that specialty is. That is his... Oh, what the heck is going on? Nah, man, this has been, a, been an interesting day for me here, but here we go. So, actually... We'll do this. Your NFC East preview. David, are you ready? Yep. All right. Now, as rock you know, as you know, before we do the rock and roll, we always got to, you know. One of the best NFL musics of all time. David, go ahead with your NFL NFC East preview. We are down to the last division. I will tell you this: David's been pretty good on his predictions with these uh, teams. Kind of odd, maybe a couple teams you'd have to switch on and off, but he's actually been pretty precise. Uh, but David, go ahead with your NFL East preview. All right, kicking today with the basement of the East, and it'll be a theme since we'll also find this in the AFC East a little bit later. But we're going to. New York just stinks. And in the NFC East, that team is the New York Football Giants. Um, it says a lot that 
when everyone else is getting the big money, everyone else is at least picking up 50-year options. Daniel Jones doesn't get his picked up by the team. Kind of a, you got to earn your contract. And to be fair, he's been kind of hamster wheel subpar at best. And I think that this team is in a big rebuild mode, especially on the defensive side. Um, and now even in the preseason game with Thibodeau, Thibodeau getting injured and kind of having that knee issue that could become a thing later on further in his career, or particularly in the season as the physicality increases. Offensively, do we know what condition Saquon Barkley is going to be in? Because he was kind of rusty, you could say. But he wasn't back to that full strength. And I don't know if he'll ever be able to be back at that explosive full strength as he was coming out of Penn State. And so, for me, I think the Giants will have another tough year. I think that they'll be in that you know, top five, top ten pick range come the end of the season. So I've been finishing with a record of 4-13. and 13. The Giants? Giants, the demon. Wow, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it might be about right. It seems like they are a, a, a dumpster fire. Yeah, you were that you were kind of quick to the point with the with the with the Giants there. Like you were just like dumpster fire four and thirteen. Well, because like because I know when we get to the top of the division, well, that'll be an even better conversation, right? With some time, but um, well, I think I know who you're putting at the top, but we'll save that for later. Not so fast, not so fast. Uh, so I didn't uh, say who, Mm. all right. Next, who's next? So, third place will kind of stick in the was you know, stick on the east coast, go down south a little bit. Someone tell me how I should trust Carson Wentz. And why I should trust Carson Wentz. I know we talked about this last season when he went to Indianapolis. And yes, he had the statistics. But did he really? Like, he was so bad that they went and got an older quarterback to replace him. And he was supposed to be the Frank Reich's guy. And so now you're coming into a situation in Washington where all eyes are on you. Because you're basically the man. Everyone, and I even thought myself that they will draft a quarterback this year to be that air apparent right away with their first round pick. And they were like, no, we're going to stick with Carson Wentz. So you have solid pieces. I don't know if Terry McLaurin deserves to get paid the way that he did, but that's a whole other issue. I think the defense is going to get better. I think the front seven in particular, I think can cost and should cause problems for a lot of teams. There's still little questions about the secondary. Um, offensively, you still have a running back com- by committee with McKissick and Gibson. Uh, like, I like having that option, but at the same time, like we say all the time, if you have two that are kind of like the same kind of players in terms of style, like, is, is that going to be an issue? Granted, it helps if one gets injured and the other can kind of be that workhorse back, but I really want to see someone really break out and be that number one. I think it should it should be Gibson, but we'll kind of see. I think the commanders still 
struggle this year, and I have a finishing with a paltry six and eleven record. Mm. Six and eleven though for the Commanders, huh? Still got to get yeah. used to them being called the Commanders, though. I just think they probably should have stuck with the Washington football team, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was original. Very original. But well, you guys got to go with the Washington Commanders. But they, they have the, the W concerns me because it's the W of waste management. Have you ever seen the W for the logo waste management? I mean, yeah, it does kind of look similar. It does. It's the W. So every time I see the Washington football team, I think of waste management, which, by the way, the, how the organization is ran, it is kind of ran like waste management. Yeah, I mean, it has been garbage. They have a garbage owner. They have a garbage team president. <laughs> I think they have a garbage quarterback. That's the whole, you know. All right, who's yeah. next? Next. Bring it up the rear. We'll stay on the East Coast. And mm. I think Philadelphia, it's not their time yet. I think A.J. Brown coming to Philadelphia is still going to be an immense upgrade because they had Devontae Smith and nobody else at the wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're actively trying to ship Jalen Rager, I think, still. And no one wants him because he can't literally catch the football even though he's a wide receiver. I think for me they improved a lot defensively and I think that's needed to be their calling card because they played so much of a basic defense. It was embarrassing at times, particularly Towards the end of the season to watch, just kind of with the this, this most simplistic and basic of schemes. But this team is basically Jalen Hurts, what you got. And I think, and we'll see this as we get to the Dolphins and the AFC East, as the quarterback grows and progresses and develops is the su- success of the team. If Jalen Hurts can play as well as everyone thought he would coming out of college, then I think Philadelphia will have a stronger chance of winning the division than I have them. But, again, it's it's a clear divide between Philadelphia and Dallas and Washington and the New York Giants. Like, those two teams at the top are leaps and miles I would say, ahead of the bottom two. But I think the Eagles still have troubles. Even though they are improved defensively, I still think there's going to be a lot of times where the defense is going to be on the field for a while, and it's going to hurt them. So I have the Eagles finishing with a record of 7-10. and 7-10? and 10? Mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm thinking probably more like, eight then, and nine, maybe nine and eight, but so they're, they're one game more than Washington. Yeah. But, again, like when I'm thinking about this and I did the win-loss, I think Philadelphia is going to be in a lot more closer games. And so you got to think, you know, I'm thinking, you know, third, fourth quarter, Eagles. And the Eagles are also known for making some mistakes that in the postgame show, they're like, what the bleep is happening? And kind of, so I think they're going to lose a lot of close games. And I think that's going to contribute to some of those losses. They're also going to lose some games that they should win, if we're just going to be honest. Okay. So now we get to the to your Cowboys. So yeah. Let's see okay. what you got to say about this. Uh, America's so-called team. Um, 
And I just want to say that last year when we had this conversation, I said it's either Zeke, it has to be Dak's team and not Zeke's. And Zeke played like crap last year. Let's just call it spade a spade. There's a reason why Tony Pollard is getting more touches. Zeke got the money, and he got the money. That's, so I, I just want to say, for the record, I was ahead, years ahead of that, even before Skip Bayless realized it. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the Cowboys, even though I have them winning the division, offensively it's going to be a struggle. Because, yes, you have Dak Prescott back, and, yes, you have the two-headed monster of Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, but they lost so much in terms of their wide receiving core that I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have a thousand yard receiver this year. And that's crazy to think when you think of the, the way that this offense at least seems to be predicated on run first, but then unfortunately, you know, second and medium, third and medium, third and long, where you're going to be in passing situations, that there's not a clear cut for me, number one, like there was when Dez was there. Like kind of back in, you know, going back in the day when Michael Irvin was there. Like, you know, T.O. was there. Like there's not that wide receiver that scares you with the Dallas Cowboys star on the helmet. And I think that's something that, will come back to bite them, particularly when they get into the playoffs. But I also think that the defense will improve. I think there's a lot of expectations, particularly how they kind of bowed out towards the end of last season. Um, yeah, so Dallas, I think, will finish at 11-6 and six and win the NFC East. And it's still not Zeke's team. Whose team is it? It's Dak. As, as as Dak Prescott goes, even with the injury. But I guess my thing is, what about the McCarthy factor? Do you, you know, do you are you worried about the discipline of the football team? That was kind of their 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 Achilles last year was discipline, just stupid penalties and just just stupidity throughout the organization. Oh, I mean, yeah, I would say that. Discipline is definitely, and a lot of people will mention in the and said in the first preseason game, seventeen penalties. Like it's preseason. Like this is a glorified scrimmage. How are you that sloppy? I definitely think that's going to be a concern, especially in the offensive line, where I think it's going to be for a unit that was so heralded as being a top five offensive line in the NFL when when that offense was clicking and when Zeke was that dominant rusher and they were able to be a good run run blocking team I think that's going to take a step back for sure I do think and I don't know I'll check the record what the actual record is for most holding penalties are by an offensive line in a season but I think this team is definitely going to be heavily penalized a lot more than definitely in the division but I would say probably in the NFC and maybe in the NFL I think it's it's going to be a lot of times, and and I don't know if McCarthy finishes the season. If we're just going to be honest, well, if that's the case, then if he doesn't finish the season, that means that they can't win the, the East. I mean, if you keep winning, it 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 covers everything. If they're winning, they're going to keep them. 
if there's unless there's some kind of scandal that happens, which I don't know, that could. But if if they're winning, McCarthy's going to stay there. Keep in mind that this is a Jerry Jones team we're talking about. So I mean, they could probably still win win the division but if they don't do squat in the playoffs i could definitely that's, see his ass being gone but that's after the season yeah now. well he's I saying think, during well, the season yeah I'm, yeah i don't yeah david i don't think he's gonna be gone in season unless things completely go to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. which i mean it's dallas like it could go like i could see and getting ready to pull up the schedule like i could see the cowboys getting off to a slow start them firing mccarthy and then having that you know new head coach bow. Like, I, I could see, particularly if the discipline isn't there and the offense is struggling out the gate, I could see McCarthy kind of giving that, getting that vote of confidence, and then from there, when you get the vote of confidence, it's like anything can happen there. Because it's not as though... And, and now that it has a schedule, I could see them going 0-2. To start know, the year? The Giants is a kind of a tricky game, but I have them winning that. You know, 2-3 and three after losing, because I, I think they beat the Commanders. I think they lose to the Rams. I could see them being 2-3, and 2-4 and four by the time you, you face the Lions. So they're twelve and they were twelve and five last season, first in the NFC East. Uh obviously on nine eleven at eight twenty PM they play the Buccaneers at home. They play the Bengals and they're at the Giants. Then they're at the Commanders. That's their first four games, which I think they could could possibly go two and two. They beat the Giants and the Commanders, but could possibly lose to the Buccaneers. But then again though, they got the Tom Brady situation there and they're dealing with some injuries. So they could win that one. So they could possibly be three and one. Um, then again, though, I'm, I'm still leery on the Bengals, even though they ended up in the Super Bowl last season. They weren't really eye popping, but they do have, you know, cool Joe there behind at quarterback. Um, you got the Rams and the Eagles and then the Lions and the Bears. Hmm. This, this could be an interesting season. It, it, but that's what Jerry Jones wants. He'd rather have more interesting than. You know, as they like to say, more swag than substance when it comes to his teams. Now, they did get first place last year, but everyone calls it the NFC least. But obviously, he likes his teams to make headlines to keep them relevant. I mean, what team do you know that hasn't won a championship in almost 25 years still be relevant? The Dallas Cowboys. And there's always something going on in Big D. So mm, this, this is an interesting, this is a pretty challenging schedule. Um they could probably go back again 12 and 5 again or they can end up at 800 it just depend i think it depends on the NFC East you mean end up closer to 500 right 500 yeah, yeah okay. what did i say you said 800 oh my bad 500 <laughs> well i was thinking like 8 and well eight, you can't nine. really 8 9 9 cuz you can't yeah, do 500 yeah. anymore cuz yeah. it's uneven amount, amount of games so, cuz i was so thinking of in, 8 and 8 in the vicinity of 500 so right cuz i'm I'll, still used to I'll the 16 nine and eight. i'm still going i'm still used to the 16 game schedule i, I got a it's been now it's the second year 17 games is weird but 9 and 8 8 and 9 possibly maybe 7 and 10 i don't know this is just it's just the the cowboys are always that wild card yeah, and that's the beauty. And thankfully, like the heart, like the heart of their schedule is the easiest, where they play, you know, Lions, Bears, 
they have the bye week, come back with the Packers, Vikings, kind of to get that NFC North wing. But then, you know, in December, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, like that, those are winnable games in theory. Now, obviously, I have the Texans going winless, so they're going to beat the Texans. But I could see the Jaguars giving them trouble. I could see Christmas Eve, you know, the Eagles giving them trouble. So there's always tricky games, particularly between the Cowboys and Eagles, that you just never know. But again, I think depending on how they look in terms of the start, I think he could get the axe in the offseason. By their bye week, you just you just never know with Jerry Jones. That, that is true. So let's do a recap here. So you got the Giants last at four and thirteen. Yep. Commanders up the rear at six and eleven. Six and eleven. Then second place is seven and ten. Philadelphia, you got them winning one extra game, and then yep. you got the Cowboys back again at twelve and five. Or eleven and six. Eleven and six. Well, when, well, David, when's the last time the NFC East had a back-to-back division winner? Because it's, se- it's seemingly been in a different team every year. Hmm. No, well, well, let's see. Because I want, I mean, I, th- I think I have an idea who it, who it might be, but I know that this division always seems to have a lot of parity in it. Cause I don't yeah, I'm th- trying to. Yeah, because I don't because. I know the Eagles haven't gone back to back recently. The Commanders. That's the last time. Well, the Commanders the won it in uh, twenty. I I know that much. Uh, yeah, the last back to back was two thousand three, two thousand four with the Eagles, and that was when the Eagles won. Four, they had won at least four straight, so oh one to oh four. Wow, that's back to Donovan McNabb. Yeah, so it's been twenty years since we've had a back to back champ. Wow, yeah. in the NFC East. So you think it happens? So this will probably be the first time it happens. Yeah, I just think the only way I could see that is if the Eagles have kind of a crazy year and Jalen Hurts plays out of his mind. That's the only, and again, it's possible with that with the offense and the weapons that they gave him. But yeah, I still think Dallas just has still too much defensively and. I mean, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in this division by leaps and bounds. Hmm. Okay. And then that, that that's pretty good. So this seems like this is more of a competitive uh, division to you I mean, out of all of them because some of them you just have it where some teams are just dreadful. Oh, yeah. When we, when we get to the East or the AFC East, yeah, then, yeah it, it's kind of – there are divisions, and I said at the beginning of the previews, there are some teams – you're either going to be really good or you're going to be really crap. There aren't going to be a lot of hamster wheel teams. Yeah, like Houston, you have them not winning a game. Hey, I mean, at least basketball season is coming up. So they have the Houston Cougars to cheer for. And you're talking about college basketball, not the pros. Hey, what about what about the Houston Cougars football team? Come on, they're nice. I'm hearing people say that they might go undefeated in the All-American Happy Action Fun Conference and could be this year's version of Cincinnati. Not saying I believe that personally, but... No, I still think once, you know, once basketball season, everyone's going for the Cougars, and no one cares about the Rockets. I mean, we'll we'll get to the NBA when when we do the previews for that, but 
they may not win 40 games this year. Okay. And, and that's pushing. I'm like pushing hard for 40. They may not win 30. Mm. All right. Well, that, that might be the case. But we're going to move on into the AFC East. We'll take a quick commercial break. Uh, as always, we always will post this up on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Always post this stuff up. So we got the NFC East in the books. Preview the AFC East. David, what you got? It's Josh Allen's road and everyone's living in it, even Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right. That was a good tease. We're listening to 88.3 WGTs after further review. When we return, we have the AFC East right on deck. We'll be right back after this.